Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Time out, terrorists. America is destroying itself. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist and a psychiatrist. And um, I am on a roll today because I'm recording this on July 5th, 2021. And therefore, yesterday was July 4th, the birthday of America. And I hope you had a good time. (laughs) Um, I just became angrier and angrier as I saw things that were happening. Uh, Some of these things, you know, have been happening for a while, but there are some that happened particularly and were much clearer, much more evident on July 4th. July 4th, of course, is the birthday of America. It commemorates the signing of the Declaration of Independence that made us a free nation. And um, this July 4th, our forefathers are turning over in their graves at what has happened to their America, what has happened to the American dream. Now, we have people who signed the Declaration of Independence, like Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin and others, and they are turning over in their graves uh, as they see American traditional values being trashed right and left. Now, um, this has been happening, of course, before July 4th, but I'm going to be talking to you today about some of the things that happened specifically in relation to July 4th, or I should say were more evident because July 4th um, is a time when we generally celebrate the birthday and we celebrate the signs of our nation, you know, the symbols of our nation. And it's these symbols that that were trampled on on July 4th in a much bigger, more obvious, more grand, uh, and therefore a lot worse way. So I'm going to talk to you today about some things that the uh, National Public Radio did, the New York Times did, the um, uh, PBS did, uh, something to do with fireworks, some study and then what a congresswoman did. And all of these show how rampant this disrespect and trampling, I mean, trampling, I think is the best word. I I talk about um, dissing and destroying these American symbols, but um, trampling uh, spells it out even better. Now, um, the one bright part of the day yesterday, was, and I was tweeting away all kinds of things about, you know, how people, um, if people, uh, if, if school was more about education than politics, we wouldn't be having these problems. 
But the one bright spot of the day was I stumbled across a song. And at the end of the show, I'm going to read you some of the lyrics from it. It's an Aaron Lewis song called Am I the Only One? And basically, he's asking, am I the only one? The start of the song is, am I the only one here tonight shaking my head and thinking something ain't right? Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? And it goes on, and I'll read you more at the end. Um, but it was, it was uh, no, he's not the only one. Sometimes, though, I feel like I'm the only one. So I totally resonated with that and uh, felt somewhat comforted. But it also, you know, this is, this is what... Um, I mean, this is how, why I became the terrorist therapist to begin with, which was after 9-11, um, when, although I was living in California at the time, I am a New Yorker born and bred, and when the Twin Towers fell, I knew I had to devote, and I did devote, a significant part of my life and my work to helping people cope with terrorism cope with the memory of 9-11 and cope with the ongoing threat of terrorism. And of course, this podcast is a major part of that. And I've written two books on terrorism and so on. So it's the same thing that inspired my, you know, doing all of that, changing my life around, that is now making me try to wake people up to these horrible things that are happening within our country and to destroy it. And so um, let me get to it. All right, the first thing is um, the National Public Radio. Now, National Public Radio uh, gets some of its funds from the government. That's why it's called National Public Radio. It also takes do donations. It's not totally um, able to be funded completely by the government. But still, being a public, somewhat publicly funded organization, you would think it would owe some uh, loyalty to the country that funds it. Um, this year, every year, they do a reading of the uh, Declaration of Independence, because again, that is what July 4th celebrates, the, the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And um, this year, they called it a document with flaws and deeply ingrained hypocrisies. They issued a warning, in other words, before they read it on air. And um, they uh, said, um, and they wrote in, in an article online, over the past 32 years, Morning Edition has broadcast a reading of the Declaration of Independence by NPR staff as a way of marking Independence Day. But after last summer's protests and our national reckoning on race, the words in the document land differently. When they, in reference to what they were saying were flaws and hypocrisies, they said, it famously declares that all men are created equal, even though women, enslaved people and indigenous Americans were not held equal at the time. At the time, <laughs> you know, um, 
it okay they then it's it says how um in the, the declaration it describes native americans as merciless indian savages quite frankly i haven't read the declaration recently i'll take their word for it but it is far more than all of this then they concluded the declaration is a document with flaws and deeply ingrained hypocrisies it also laid the foundation for our collective aspirations, our hopes for what America could be. Therefore, and this is me saying it, therefore, um, it should be something that everyone feels represents them, that everyone shares pride in. Um, so of course it set off a Twitter storm. And um, for example, uh, one <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, one Twitter post said, I'm sorry, NPR, I won't be sending my annual contribution this year. I'm deeply regretful that I ever funded an organization that sees America's Declaration of Independence as flawed. You know, how many other countries have declarations of independence? How many other countries have the freedom that America has? The answer is none. Uh, then someone else wrote, this is the greatest document ever created by man. Maybe focus on that a little bit more next time. Uh, someone else wrote, maybe the document wasn't flawed, but who humans are. The hurt might be that it's a little tone. Uh, oh, that they're, they're saying NPR is a little tone deaf. It's a birthday party. We are all a family. We need some good moments to remember. We want this to work, please. So, um, and then some people wrote defund the P NPR and you know, a, a, a hashtag defund NPR. And then other people said, I'm gonna donate more to NPR. Um, and then someone else wrote, I'm starting to think they actually see the founding fathers as some sort of gods that could do no wrong. You know, that's, um, that's a, you know, that was an answer to people who were very angry at NPR for uh, talking about the, um, the uh, declaration so disrespectfully. Now, that, listen to that line, though. Uh, I'm starting to think that they actually see the founding fathers as some sort of gods that could do no wrong. In other words, saying that the declaration, and then there was another uh, tweet also that said that the, some people think that the Declaration of Independence is sacred, and I happen to be one of them. So now where is this going? Can you see where this could be going? It could be going if we're gonna throw out the Declaration of Independence, right? Trash it. <laughs> um, wh what comes next? Couldn't the constitution come next? Yes, indeed it could. And you know, where does that lead? Anarchy. Uh, next, we're gonna be talking about the um, New York Times and what the New York Times did, they, um, they published a story, a very divisive story about the flag. And um, that it says flying the stars and stripes is alienating to some. And th they're trying to say that the, this, the flag has now become more akin or more representative of the Republican Party. In fact, they cite a study that says 66% of Republicans associated the flag with the Republican Party. Only 34% of Democrats say they associated it with their party. I mean, folks, 
the flag, the American flag is for everybody. Now, it is true that the Republican Party generally have more traditional values, so they value the flag more than apparently some Democrats do. And it's unfortunate that uh, the Democratic Party is falling apart the way it is in that it's, it's very divided amongst themselves because there are a lot of Democrats who still want to hold traditional values. In fact, at least 34% of them. Um, but uh, there are many in the Democratic Party now who are, you know, for the Marxist Party and so on. Well, when we come back, we'll talk more about the controversy about the New York Times. Then we'll get into the controversy about the national anthem. And as I, the, um, the fireworks, I mean, wait till you hear that. That, that, that one t is a study that takes, is, is pretty ridiculous. Um, and then last but not least, a Congresswoman who is claiming that she won't celebrate Independence Day because this land is stolen. <laughs> not this land is my land, this land is your land. This land is stolen and black people still aren't free. Okay, we'll get to all of these. And then I, I will end on a high note, however, <laughs> with the song by Aaron Lewis um, asking, am I the only one? And hopefully by then he will, he will not and I will not be the only one. All of you will be upset about these things too and want to do something about it. So stay tuned, you're listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show. We're talking today about something that is near and dear to my heart, um, the what's happening to America. <laughs> and therefore, the title is Time out terrorists, America is destroying itself. Indeed, you know, if terrorists, if terrorists just wait a little longer, they won't have to uh, attack us. All right, so um, next example of an institution that is trampling on our symbols of Americana, symbols of our history, symbols of our freedom, is the New York Times. Now, when I lived in New York, I used to always read the New York Times. I used to love to do their crossword puzzles. And, um, and actually, I hate to say it, but I am still uh, subscribed to the New York Times, not because I agree with most of their politics, but because they do, um, you know, I like to go to them for references on certain stories uh, to get, because they usually have a lot of information. I mean, you do have to kind of counterbalance that um, with information from other sources to see what is actually real and what is a political agenda. In any case, I digress. Let's get to the, what they did this time. So the New York Times wrote this story um, about the flag. And uh, they, this name um, of this article was called A Fourth of July Symbol of Unity That May No Longer Unite. And they're saying the flag was once a unifying symbol, but now it's divisive. And they talk about people on Long Island who have become hesitant about flying the stars and stripes outside of their homes or businesses. You know, that's so interesting because, um, first of all, when I was a little girl, <laughs> And uh, well, not just a little girl, even after when I when I was growing up, um, my grandparents had a home uh, outside of New York City, 
about 100 miles outside of New York City that we used to go to all the time, like especially in the summer uh, and even during the year on weekends and so on. And um, it was beautiful. It was on a lake and it was beautiful. And we had a flagpole on our patio. Or the house was on a lake. We had a patio. We had boats. Um, and we used to raise that flag, the American flag. And my cousin and I um, used to raise that flag. We used to love it. And then when we took it down at night, and we used to try to fold it in the right way that you're supposed to fold it. In fact, I, I believe my grandfather taught us how to do that. And we had so much pride in that whole thing. So to me, this idea, and, and I have wanted to hang out a flag uh, where I live now. And I'm still thinking about it. Um, but you, it's like you have to think twice because our, our mob's going to come and tear down the flag and attack you, attack where you live. I mean, that is where our, what our country has come to these days which is very scary. Um, then let's see. So, so they had this, they wrote this article and it was of course, uh, it bred a lot of controversy. And um, let's see, it's saying that this, the flag is now alienating some people. Um, it's stripes now fault lines between people who kneel while the Star Spangled Banner plays and those for whom not pledging allegiance is an affront. I mean, that's another thing. Every day in school when I was growing up, we started the day with the Pledge of Allegiance, with looking at the flag. Every classroom had a flag and we put our hands over our heart and we recited the Pledge of Allegiance and we sang the song, either the Star Spangled Banner or um, you know, we said the say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands <laughs> and so on. I mean, these were just things that you did. And you know, it, it, it had a psychological impact. It wasn't just words and it wasn't like uh, something that was forced on us. We loved doing this. We felt pride in our country. We felt a togetherness with all your classmates and all your, you know, your neighborhood and, and your city and um, all of that. And we were all proud of the same flag and the same songs and all of that. And now to have people trash these things makes us feel, first of all, it's, it develops self-loathing and, um, and, and ruins these bonds and this pride. Um, okay, then let's see. So some people, of course, you know, it started a Twitter storm. And um, a Republican uh, tweeted, back when I ran for Congress, I'd go knock on doors trying to get votes. Never walked by a house with an American flag. Why? Because that meant there's about a 90% chance a Republican lives there. Democrats hate America. The entire party is centered around America hatred. Now, um, so what he meant was when he saw a flag, he figured it was a Republican living there. And so he knocked on the door to try to get you know, people to vote for him. Um, but anyhow, it's the, the whole Democratic Party doesn't hate America. It's just some people within the party. Um, some conservatives argued that the New York Times itself was being divisive by posting the article ahead of July 4th. And in other words, it was kind of like warning people not to put their flag out. Um, and somebody else said flying the flag is just a clue that we actually love our country. There's that. 
so, you know, and, and of course, there was just recently, uh, you may well have read or heard about this, an Olympic athlete turning her back on the American flag. You probably saw the pictures and claiming that she's pissed at the Star Spangled Banner. Um, I mean, you know, these people and Colin Kaepernick who started the kneeling at, for the NFL. I mean, all of these people who really are just trying to get attention and, um, you know, who are angry or who, you know, want to, but it's very, it's incredible. It's having an incredible, whatever they want to do, <laughs> let them do, but not when they are, um, you know, doing it in public. And, you know, you notice something as I go along, the people who are, um, trashing our national symbols are people who have done pretty damn well for themselves. And uh, so it's so ironic and hypocritical that they would trash this country by trashing the symbols of the country, you are trashing the country. And it is so hypocritical that they are trashing the country that has allowed them to become an Olympic athlete, an NFL player. They're making millions of dollars, at least the NFL player is making millions of dollars in America, through America, and yet they are trashing the country. I mean, hello? All right, next we have, um, we have the national anthem. And um, at the, the PBS uh, usually broadcasts, you know, a special. And so the, as they did this year, and they had, um, they broadcast uh, this show uh, at the Capitol and they had um, Vanessa Williams in, the, they started out the show with the Star Spangled Banner, but then at the end of the show, they had Vanessa Williams sing and this show goes to US military abroad. So people who you do not want to demoralize, who you do not want to be depressed. Um, and all of this, you know, they're out there risking their life for this country. And you're trashing the flag, the anthem, all of that. What do you think that that does to the morale of these troops? I mean, you don't have to be a psychiatrist to figure this one out. Oh, yes, it makes me very angry. Um, so she ends it with what is called the black nickname, the black national anthem. It's called lift every voice and sing. And, um, you know, this has started a lot of controversy too. Um, Vanessa Williams is a black woman. She was the first black woman to be crowned Miss America. Um, and this uh, song, Lift Every Voice and Sing, was first written as a poem in 1900 by what then became the NAACP leader, uh, James Weldon Johnson. And it's long held the nickname as the Black National Anthem. Now, again, this is a Twitter storm. Uh, one Twitter user wrote, there's only one national anthem that covers everyone. It doesn't matter what color you are. Another wrote, there's no black national anthem, like there are no white anthems, Spanish, Korean, German, Italian, et cetera, et cetera. We have one that covers all Americans. Um, then when she introduced the song, Vanessa Williams, she dedicated the performance to her 
quote, ancestors to our new federal holiday, Juneteenth, and to all who celebrate freedom. And I'll get to Juneteenth in a minute. Um, they had Renee Fleming, a white singer, um, sing the national anthem at the beginning of the show. Uh, I, someone tweeted, I view this as divisive, creating a culture only caring about skin color. Um, other people said it was ridiculous and woke that the, that the inclusion of the song would create racism. That is the whole thing of what is happening with this wokeness. You know, um, after all these years, I mean, here they're complaining about slavery and yes, we shouldn't have had slaves. <laughs> I totally agree, okay? But um, if the slaves were freed and um, with the Emancipation Proclamation by Lincoln. And, um, and, and obviously, you know, um, from the people who are involved in this trashing of the symbols, uh, these black people like Vanessa Williams and the others I mentioned, um, obviously they have done pretty well in America. And so, um, so really this making, focusing on skin color is bringing us back to the days of racism, bringing us back to the days when it was all about skin color. So we're going backwards. I wish someone would like wake, wake these people up and um, explain this to them. <sighs> um, okay, someone else wrote, there is one nation under God. Everything this woke culture does is something to divide us. I will not be watching as you create what racism. What a farce. July 4th is for all Americans, regardless of race. Not singing the national anthem is discriminatory toward everyone who is not black. So every skin color and nationality should have its own national anthem. So where do you stop? Juneteenth commemorates the official end of slavery in the US when the last group of enslaved African-Americans learned of their freedom under President Abraham Lincoln's 1863 Emancipation Proclamation. So that's, you know, they, they may pick this day and fine, you know, to uh, commemorate that. But Biden signed the bill into law two days before June, Juneteenth, June, that's, which is June 19th, and, um, and declared it National Independence Day. Hello, I know he's very confused. He has encroaching dementia. But <laughs> Joe, we already have a National Independence Day. That is July 4th. Hello. Um, Well, I think uh, that is all we are going to talk about in this segment, but um, wait a minute, I just want to make sure that's all I have to say about the uh, national anthem. Um, all right, all right. That's all, uh, you get the point about the national anthem. When we come back, we will talk about the National Geographic's uh, amazing um, discovery or uh, article and a tweet um, about July 4th fireworks claiming that they are racist because their smoke disproportionately targets communities of color. Now, when you hear about the study, you will see that, that it's not about race. 
that is not, you know, it's not, can you believe the fireworks are racist? I mean, we're getting into the even more ridiculous now. And as I said, we're going to talk about a squad member, Corey Bush, a Missouri Congresswoman, and uh, she doesn't want to celebrate Independence Day altogether. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about time out terrorists. America is destroying itself. Uh, now we're going to talk about National Geographic. Again, all of these institutions that I've been talking about, from PBS to the New York Times to um, the uh, P to P well NPR. I'm sorry, NPR, the New York Times, PBS. Um, all of, you know, uh, NPR and PBS, of course, take some government money, federal money, and the New York Times doesn't, but um, now we're going to go to National Geographic, and they don't take any government money that I am aware of. So it's both, it's both somewhat government, it's somewhat governmentally supported, governmentally supported, meaning taxpayer supported, <laughs> we're supporting. I mean, that is the irony of all ironies that taxpayers, Americans, are supporting the trashing of our symbols in these um, PBS and NPR, at least, where we are funding them to some degree. Okay, National Geographic. National Geographic sent out a tweet on uh, before July 4th, uh, or, or on July 4th, and well, I think it was before the July 4th because they were trying to have make a difference <laughs> and I have people not, um, you know, celebrate the birthday of America with fireworks, okay? So they're saying that the uh, July 4th fireworks are racist because their smoke disproportionately targets communities of color. And the study that they cite um, is a study done by researchers at the University of California at Irvine. But the whole study <laughs> is so um, flimsy, is so unscientific. In fact, one of the tweets to this uh, set talks about that. I'm a scientist and I know that this is uh, BS. Um, okay, so they, they tweeted, uh, National Geographic tweeted, Scientists found that vulnerable people and communities of color are disproportionately exposed to air pollution from fireworks celebrations. Um, they said that communities of color and vulnerable populations with higher rates of asthma, older residents and children are exposed to higher levels of smoke from fireworks displays than other groups. So the idea is that they're saying that we purposely whoever it is who's doing these, setting off these fireworks are purposely doing them such that they hurt um, and target uh, communities of color, which is of course ridiculous. Um, and they were saying that uh, this, the study was suggesting that law enforcement should crack down on illegal displays of fireworks and that municipal and corporate displays should be replaced instead of fireworks have drone light shows. Oh yeah, drone light shows would be as good as fireworks. Okay. Um, now, 
so it got a lot of um, tweets, a lot of uh, a lot of controversy was generated. Uh, so, for example, somebody said, "What happened to the old National Geographic where we talked about animals and how amazing they are?" Someone else said, "Honestly, I am a scientist, and this is beyond ridiculous." Someone else said, "Let us enjoy the damn fireworks." <laughs> um. So now, and, and the, the study the, the starts with um, saying that it's no secret that fireworks can cause some serious air pollution in the United States, as well as in other countries where holiday displays are common, like China and India. But not everyone is equally at risk from the noxious particles that suffuse the sky during our pyrotechnic light shows. In California, for example, vulnerable populations are more exposed to fireworks pollutions on the 4th of July. Now, I am not questioning that some people are more vulnerable to the um, particles that come off from fireworks. But this article and this tweet from National Geographic is trying to say that, it, that uh, people of color are targeted, that fireworks are um, put on uh, particularly near places where people of color live. And this is just not true. Uh, so what they did was they put a home air monitoring system in the home of 70, in 751 homes, which by the way, um, I, I spent a number of years doing research, 751 homes is not enough of a population to study to get any significant results. But in any case, they did this in June and July of 2019 and 2020. And they found that the most pronounced increase um, of particles like metal particles like strontium, barium, and lead, which are not good for you to breathe in, um, was more pronounced in counties which tend to have less strict firework-related regulations and a greater use of illegal fireworks. Now, what are those? I'm saying this now. That was in the study, but now I'm saying. These areas, these counties that have less strict regulations and where there are more individual people setting off fireworks are generally people that are at a lower socioeconomic level. So it is not that people, you know, um, rich white people are purposely setting off fireworks to target these populations. It is because generally, these populations have more individual fireworks, more uh, personal, you know, family fireworks. Um, and then let's see. So yes, so then they're, again, they're suggesting that you use drones instead of fireworks. But do you see how uh, so-called research can be used to forward a person's agenda? And last but not least, we have, the story of Cori Bush, who is a Missouri Congresswoman. Cori Bush is black. And she says she won't celebrate Independence Day because this land is stolen and black people still aren't free. Now, again, notice she is a Congresswoman. Um, she, is, she is certainly free and that people voted her in, although I hope they are sorry that they did that and will think better the next time. Um, She's the same woman who um, she is very, she is far left and she 
the same woman who referred to mothers as birthing people because she is promoting trans sexuality. Uh, and she also is the same woman who called for reparations after Juneteenth was named a federal holiday. Um, let's see. So then she tweeted, uh, she said Independence Day was only a holiday for white people. She wrote, when they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this, the freedom they're referring to is for white people. This land is stolen land and black people still aren't free. Now it's one thing to say that when the Declaration of Independence was written, that there were still some slaves in America. It's another thing to say that, um, that this land is stolen land and black people still aren't free, still aren't free. And here she is in Congress. Um, so she, um, so this is some of the tweets that she got as a backlash. Uh, should the United States be dissolved in your opinion and people deported to their ethnic country of origin? Uh, someone else wrote, there are plenty of black Americans who have taken advantage of freedom to succeed. Barack Obama, Kamala Harris, Clarence Thomas, to name a few. How is there systemic racism when we had a black president, vice president, and SCOTUS justice? Because of hard work and opportunity, stop lying. Another tweet said, if, the, if white supremacy was really running the show, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be allowed to post this, much less as a Congresswoman. Black people aren't free. Your district hasn't had a white representative in over 50 years. You, a black woman, went from being a nurse to being elected to one of the highest offices in the country. How much more freedom are you looking for? Someone else wrote, you're one of the most powerful people on the planet, the blood of so many of every color was spilled to provide you that opportunity. How sad to not recognize their sacrifice and instead promote racial division. Well, that about says it. So if I haven't, if I haven't depressed you totally, um, I, I didn't, I'm certainly not doing this to depress you. I'm doing this to wake you up to, to so that you know just how, um, how uh, pervasive this is, all of this divisiveness and all of this trashing of American symbols, which really means trashing of America. And I am hoping that you will um, contact, contact your Congress people, <laughs> obviously not her, <laughs> but um, your senators, your congressmen and women, and um, tell them what you feel about all of this and join organizations um, in your neighborhood, uh, your city, where, which are trying to do something about this. There are organizations every place in America that are, have like woken up in a different way, awoken to the wokeness spreading in America and are doing something about it, trying to anyway. And here, as I promised, here is the song. Here are some e excerpts from this incredible song. Please go listen to this song um, once you finish listening to this podcast. Again, it's by Aaron Lewis, and it's called Am I the Only One?
Am I the only one willing to bleed or take a bullet for being free? Screaming what the F at my TV for telling me, yeah, you're telling me that I'm the only one willing to fight for my love of the red and white and the blue burning on the ground and other statues coming down in a town near you. Watching the threads of old glory come undone. Am I the only one not brainwashed, making my way through the land of the lost, who still gives a shit and worries about his kids as they try to undo all the things he did? Am I the only one who can't take no more, screaming if you don't like it, there's the effing door? This ain't the freedom we've been fighting for. It was something more. Yeah, it was something more. Am I the only one? Well, there are choruses in here. Am I the only one sitting here still holding on, holding back my tears for the ones who paid with the lives they gave? God bless the USA. I'm not the only one willing to fight for my love of the red and white and the blue burning on the ground. Another statue coming down in a town near you watching the threads of old glory come undone. I'm not the only one. I can't be the only one. And that's exactly how I feel, hoping to not be the only one. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show, and I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.